Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Appreciate all of you uh, diving in as we discuss the Masters, Game of Thrones. Uh, Nick Bosa deleting all his pro-Trump tweets in order to get drafted number two overall, potentially by the San Francisco 49ers. Petros Papadakis uh, checks in to discuss all of the chaos that is going on right now in L.A. sports, particularly surrounding the Lakers. And we try and figure out how in the world the Rockets ended up the number four overall seed in the NBA playoffs. All that and more we will discuss. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio, and I appreciate you guys listening on the podcast. Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. How do you not see a 45-foot whale coming in your direction? A little bit of a uh, alarm malfunction on my phone this morning, as that it didn't go off. I hope you uh, loved the uh, the exciting replay there, the Animal Thunderdome. How many times is this that I my alarm has not gone off now in three years? Four years. Wait, you were bragging is. on the air just a couple of weeks ago that this has never happened to you before. I, I, that's a good point. Uh, I'm trying to think when I, I thought that maybe it has happened where the alarm hasn't gone off before, but it doesn't happen very often. Now I've gotten pulled over, you know, driving into work, and certainly I have, uh, I have gotten, you know, I've been late because of traffic for whatever reason. Usually not that much traffic this early in the morning. But I've been late a couple of times because of, you know, traffic or getting pulled over for speeding or something like that. But I'm trying to remember the last time my alarm didn't go off. Um, and it hasn't been that frequently. So anyway, the, the upshot of all that was that everybody got an extra Animal Thunderdome, which is, uh, which is pretty exciting. And uh, we got a pretty fun show lined up for you. 
we're actually going to have in hour three Petros Papadakis uh, come on with us uh, again because he wanted to uh, to come on with us to talk about uh, the Magic Johnson story. And he's actually in uh, Austin, Texas. So he's going to be with us in hour three. But before that, obviously, it is Masters Thursday. The NHL playoffs are underway and the NBA playoffs are officially set. So we're going to dive into all that and uh, break it down for you as uh, we roll through the show. Appreciate everybody out there who is hanging with us on Thursday. I hope your alarms went off this morning, uh, and I hope you are off and uh, running. Uh, We will be back. We'll bring in the crew, and uh, we'll start to run through all of the world of sports and beyond. going to give you my master's picks. I made four of them yesterday, uh, and uh, we will be underway with the master's here uh, in a couple hours. Uh, We'll be officially uh, teeing off. What time is the first master's tee uh, tee off? 8 a.m.? Or is it earlier than 8 a.m.? Um, uh, I think they will tee off while we're on the air. So, uh, unfortunately... Yeah, 8.30 Eastern. Yeah, 8.30 Eastern. So, unfortunately, because of the uh, antiquated Masters television policy, and this is always something that I gripe about every single year, <clears throat> you aren't able to watch every minute of the Masters, which is still crazy to me. But we will still dive into it. We'll break that down for you. Uh, and uh, we'll go into the NBA playoffs. Is there any reason to uh, think that the first round of the NBA playoffs is worth watching? Also, I believe I am correct in this. Dub has a segment on Game of Thrones. Is this correct, Danny G? Yeah, it's going to be the best segment of the entire show today, from what I understand. So in hour two, we will let Dub have his Game of Thrones segment. So, And I think he's going to have one on Friday, too. I have no idea how this will go or what it will be about. This was because Auburn kicked your college basketball team's ass, right? Yeah, a while back, Dub bet. made a bet that he would do his job if his team won. So uh, is Dub there? Does he actually, or did more than one of us oversleep today? Uh, is he drunk? Is he alive? Um <laughs> Good morning, Clay. Yeah, so what do we know about this uh, this segment uh, of yours about Game of Thrones? So part A will be today. It will go over a couple of fan theories for this upcoming season. And then part B, tomorrow, heading into the weekend, as we like to do on this show, we'll go over some Game of Thrones betting odds. Oh, that's good. The, those are a lot of fun, the Game of Thrones betting odds. All right, so that is where we'll go. We'll dive into the, uh, the Masters and the uh, NBA playoffs when we come back next. I'm up, ready to roll. Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their redestine test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be LL Cool J old school bringing us back here in the Geico Outkick Studios. It's the Thursday edition, Outkick the Coverage. A couple of questions for everybody out there, and I'll bring in the crew to debate these as well. We have got uh, the NBA playoffs that will officially start on Saturday. The NBA regular season ended last night. And coincidentally, also the NHL officially began as well. We already have... Two, I would say, fairly substantial, if not three fairly substantial upsets out of the first five games in the NHL playoffs. That's because in the NHL, you legitimately have no idea what might happen every night in the playoffs. The Tampa Bay Lightning were the best team by far in the NHL in the regular season. They went up 3-0 at home, and then the Columbus Blue Jackets scored four unanswered to win game one on the road. Uh, the St. Louis Blues have been on fire. 
they came uh, into Winnipeg. Remember last year, it seemed like Winnipeg might be about to turn the corner. They came into Winnipeg and won game one, two to one. And the Dallas Stars went on the road, came back from a 1-0 deficit, beat the Preds in game one in Nashville. So there are five games that were played last night in the NHL. Three of them, game one, one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five, theoretically, I know the way the NHL seeds, and three of the five pulled off upsets, which is why the NHL playoffs are worth watching because you legitimately have no idea what might happen from one series to the next. In the flip side, by and large, there are no upsets in the NBA, but I want to bring in the crew, and as we go through these matchups, you can only watch one series in the NBA, first round. Which one would you pick? And for those of you out there just waking up, here are the matchups. Nets 76ers, Magic Raptors, Clippers Warriors, Spurs Nuggets. All right, that is Saturday's action. Sunday's action, Pacers Celtics, Thunder Trailblazers, Pistons Bucks, Jazz Rockets. Those are your eight different NBA playoff series. Which one do I think that if I could only watch one of them, which one would I watch? I just I, I don't even know that there's going to be that many great first-round matchups, but I might go Jazz Rockets because I feel like Utah and Houston are both playing pretty well coming down the stretch run of the season. And as a result, while I think the Rockets are going to win this series, I think it'll be really, really competitive, and I think it'll be a high-end uh, series, and I'm not confident that much in the other series that they will be that good. I do think Thunder Trailblazers will likely be pretty good too. Those would be my top two picks. Danny G, where would you go if you uh, if you had to buy in on the NBA playoffs and pick one series to watch every game of? What would you take? Well, last night I was watching Ralph Lawler and the Clippers celebrate his 40 years with the team. He's their famous TV broadcaster. He has that famous oh me, oh my line. They sent him off. Well, he gets to obviously stay around for the the playoffs. And he told everybody during the television broadcast last night that the Clippers are going to upset the Warriors. So I'm sure Ralph Lawler would not lie (laughs) to any of us. Oh, man, oh, my. Thank you, Roberto. I want to say that I am curious to see what kind of switch, if there is a quote-unquote switch that the Warriors are going to turn on for the playoffs, are they just going to sweep their way through the playoffs? It would be wild. I mean, it would be awful for the NBA if the Golden State Warriors went 16-0. and Now, I don't think they'll go 16-0 and because I don't think they have the drive to get up for every game uh, like they have. I mean, what, they went 16-1 and in the first year coming back uh, after Kevin Durant went there, right? Yeah, it, correct. Correct. I mean, like, they, they only lost one game to the, uh, to the Cavs in the finals, like game three maybe, or was it game four? I can't even remember. Um, in that series, but they came very close to going 16-0. and um, I don't think they have the drive because I think they know they're substantially better than everybody else, uh, but that would be awful for the NBA because I, I think this year the NBA not having LeBron James, I think, I don't know about you, but I think the amount of interest in the playoffs is going to dive substantially. Now, there are at least four teams, I would say, in the East who can think, hey, we could make the NBA Finals. 
and that's substantially different maybe than in years past when LeBron was in the East. I still think the challenge is that other than the Rockets, I'm not sure anybody can legitimately give the Warriors a run, and uh, we wouldn't see the Rockets now until the uh, the finals of the Western Conference. And I'm not 100% sure the Rockets will give the Warriors a run either because the Warriors seem to have turned it on. I know they lost last night to Memphis, but down the stretch, I think they went 7-1 and one and basically seemed to kind of hit their stride. And uh, I would expect for that to continue. Uh, Eddie Garcia, I know you're a big hockey guy. First of all, uh, were you impressed uh, by the opening night of the NHL uh, with three different teams pulling off upsets, which is just, I mean, perfect for the Stanley Cup finals because you, uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, because you never have any idea what's going to happen. Uh, but which series also would you draft in the NBA if you had to draft the one to watch every game? Uh, yeah, the NHL playoffs with five games, it was a hockey palooza. Uh, and of course, as you've mentioned, highlighted by that Blue Jackets epic comeback against Tampa Bay. But in the NBA, if I had to pick uh, one first-round series to watch, I think maybe Oklahoma City against Portland. I, I think the the I know that uh, Portland's the three seed, but I think Oklahoma City is would be probably be favored to win that series with with Russell Westbrook and uh, Paul George, and uh, I think they they swept the Blazers in this uh, regular season four games to nothing. So. Yeah, the Blazers, I'm not sure at the series uh, odds. I haven't seen those yet, but the Blazers are uh, just a three-point favorite in uh, Game 1, which will be played Sunday in uh, Portland. So that is, so far, of the opening odds, that is the uh, the lowest uh, of the games uh, in terms of somebody being favored uh, as a home team. That's not very much at all. Uh, Dub, which series would you draft? Well, my bias draft would be the Spurs and Nuggets because this Nuggets team has never been here before. They're very young, so we don't really know how they'll respond, and they split the season series 2-2. But an uh, upset I think that could happen is Brooklyn over the 76ers because we've heard reports recently Joel Embiid isn't exactly healthy. He may not be ready for the start of this series. And the Nets are a fun team, and they can get hot, and I could see them pushing this series to 6 or 7 and maybe even pulling off the upset. Yeah, 76ers are seven and a half point favorite in week one, uh, game one. So there isn't a lot of anticipation of an upset in the uh, in the NBA in general. Uh, the only one that, and you hit on it, uh, Eddie Garcia, the only one that has a, uh, a really close, I would say, opening line uh, where it's within a basket or so is the Thunder Trailblazers. Uh, everybody else is a six or so point favorite or more in their uh, in their home opener. Let me bring in uh, Roberto, and then I'll bring in Eddie Garcia and get us an update. But Roberto, who would you take? The Thunder and the Blazers, just because uh, the Thunder were kind of a mess down towards the end of the season. They weren't playing really well. And then I'll also say maybe the Pacers and the Celtics, just because the Celtics were favored to be like the number one team after LeBron left to come play with the Lakers. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the Celtics play this this first series against the Pacers. NHL playoffs got underway. I want to give credit to the NHL in general. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this story, but somebody in Canada went back through Jordan Bennington, who's the goalie for the St. Louis Blues, old tweets, and found a couple of like borderline appropriate tweets. And they were trying to make a big deal of it in, in advance of their series against Winnipeg. And I, I love this response. I don't even know if you guys saw it. Um, but I absolutely loved this response because I think it's how every team and every league should respond to old tweet controversies. 
you know how it's become a trend where somebody's a little bit famous and everybody goes back through their old tweets and they're like, oh my God, when this person was 14 years old, they said X or Y or whatever it was. And it's like, oh my God, this was homophobic or this was uh, racist or this was sexist or whatever it was. And then it turns into a huge story and everybody's like uh, kind of in an uproar. This was, I love this response. I want to get everybody's opinion on this. Uh, the NHL Deputy Commissioner uh, Bill Daly responded to a request for comments on uh, this uh, player's old tweets. I think they were six years old. And uh, he said, obviously, we don't condone public comments that could be perceived as insensitive. But based on what we've been made aware of to this point, we don't believe there's any basis to specifically address or even comment on five-year-old social media posts from a player who wasn't even part of the National Hockey League at the time. How great of an answer is that? In this era where everybody's perpetually outraged, and I understand that there is an irony here when you say, we don't believe there's any basis to specifically address or even comment, you're specifically addressing and commenting by releasing a comment, but I love this. I wish every team and every league would respond to any old tweet controversy by saying, Based on what we've been made aware of at this point, we don't believe there's any basis to specifically address or even comment on five-year-old social media posts from a player who wasn't even part of the National Hockey League at this time. Even better would be teenage tweets that people go back and find. Uh, you know, like, he was four. I would just love for a team or a league to come back and say, he was 14, get a life. Uh, when asked for official comment, the NHL said, and I quote, he was 14, get a life. You know, I would, or or a, a team, you know, like uh, it, like Dante DiVincenzo when he got in trouble because people went back and looked at his tweets where he's quoting rap lyrics. Uh, the uh, the Villanova, you know, team responded as follows. He was 15 years old. Get a life. Uh, I haven't seen a team or league do this, but I find it encouraging because it's easy to set precedents. And I think most people respond to this story and say, you know what? Good for the league, good for the team. This is the way to handle these false outrage discussions. And also, uh, the next step I would take is, I think we ought to start ridiculing the people who are spending their free time going and searching through five- or six-year-old tweets to try to find offensive comments. And I make the word, I put the word offensive in quotes because if you weren't offended five or six years ago, can you be retroactively offended by things that people said way in the past? I mean, to me, this is just a ridiculous uh, storyline that we have uh, decided to give legitimacy to. And also, I tweeted out last night, only 22% of the American public are on Twitter. And I understand when you're on social media, it can feel all-encompassing and like that's all that exists. But when only 22% of the population is on Twitter at all, and when a tiny percentage of those people are active users of Twitter, we're allowing a just a tiny, tiny pinprick of the overall universe to impact the way that we cover sports in a crazily aggressive manner. Uh, do you guys love this response as much as I do, Danny G? Just out of curiosity, what were the tweets about? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember exactly. Okay. I think I, I saw one or two of them. One of them was like, hey – when somebody who's Muslim is going through security and uh, they are with someone who's in a burqa, how do they know that that's the person in the driver's license photo? Oh, jeez. 
Yeah. So, I mean, look, it's not revolutionary humor. It's not, yeah. you know, like outlandish, uh, you know, pro- you know, craziness. It's just something that a young guy could awkwardly tweet out to his buddies, you know, trying to do his comedy routine. And, I, you know, it's not like some grand pronouncement of and, – and I want to get into another part of this story too uh, because I thought these two uh, angles were two diametrically opposed angle. And let me go ahead and get into that. I, 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 was, I thought it was interesting because I saw this NHL commentary and simultaneously I saw Nick Bosa – who the expectation is might be going number two overall in the draft after Kyler Murray. He might go number one overall, who knows. But he might be going number two overall in the draft to the San Francisco 49ers. And as a result, he said he went back through all of his Twitter feed and deleted all of the pro-Donald Trump uh, tweets that he had had on his Twitter feed because he was nervous about getting drafted by the San Francisco 49ers and he didn't want to have to answer for being a Donald Trump supporter. Now, this to me is really fascinating, and I'm going to dive into it on the final segment of the show, but is there anything that you could have from a liberal perspective in your past as a college kid like Nick Bosa that you would have to delete? How crazy is it that we live in a world where being a uh, supporter of the President of the United States is so controversial for Nick Bosa that he's having to delete his tweets that are pro-Trump because he thinks he might get drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. Smart move, dumb move, sad move. When we come back, I'll bring in the crew, get their opinions. Also, stay tuned. Dub is going to take over a segment for Game of Thrones in Hour 2. Hour three, Petros Papadegas is going to join us, uh, and he, he wanted to weigh in with us uh, with the Magic Johnson mess. But Nick Bosa, when we come back, I'm Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gabriel. 
Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be in the Geico Outkick Studios. All right, uh, we are underway here, and I was just asking an interesting question, I think, uh, because I was thinking about this in the context of three different storylines that all kind of came together last night as I was prepping for the show. One, there's a Pew Research survey that says only 22% of the American public even has a Twitter account. Two, the NHL playoffs start, and the St. Louis Blues goalie has some, like, uh, tweets that are getting un- uh, uncovered and uh, the NHL just says basically hey these were five years ago he wasn't an NHL employee like we don't care uh, which is I think how every team in league should respond if a player is uh, is outed for some sort of controversy from old tweets and three Nick Bosa in advance of the NFL draft told TMZ I believe it was that he has gone and deleted all of his old pro Donald Trump tweets because he is about to be potentially drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. And so I think that's an interesting question. Is that a smart move, a bad move, uh, or a sad move for Nick Bosa, who may be the number two overall draft pick? And I, I just I couldn't get past this question. I'm going to open up the phone lines to start off hour two because I'd be curious what the OutKick crew would say, the OutKick jury. My thing is, if you were an incredibly liberal 
future NFL draft pick and you were about to be drafted, let's say, in the state of Tennessee or Texas or Louisiana, uh, places that Donald Trump won really easy, right? Like it wasn't really that close in, uh, in any of those states for Donald Trump. And uh, would you feel compelled if you were a huge Bernie Sanders supporter to delete all the tweets that you had sent out for Bernie Sanders or for you know whoever you want to point to as a, uh, as a potential left-wing candidate? I think the answer is no, and I don't think any uh, remote, no remotely, I wouldn't imagine, agent would be like, hey, uh, you're about to be drafted by the Tennessee Titans. You better go delete all those Bernie Sanders tweets you sent. Or, hey, you're about to be drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Probably time for you to go delete all those, uh, all those you know, huge Bernie bro tweets that you've been sending out on a regular basis. I think the answer is no, right? There's no way on earth that anybody would say that. And in fact, if it happened, there would be outrage in the sports media. They'd be like, oh my God, look, this athlete can't even have their own political opinions without uh, without them getting dragged into it. This is what we, we, Athletes are being told to shut up and dribble, shut up and play football. I don't think there will be a single person, maybe other than me in the entire sports media, who will say, man, I think that's a really bad look for San Francisco that... The agent for Nick Bosa is telling him, hey, you can't be pro-Trump in the event that you get drafted by the San Francisco 49ers because they're afraid that these uh, pro-Trump tweets could be controversial and that people in San Francisco could be triggered. I'm wondering if his agent has ever been to San Francisco or knows about it. Half my family live there in the Bay Area. In the actual city of San Francisco, I know the Niners play in Santa Clara now, but it's mostly tech people now all trying to make big bucks all trying to make money it's not what it used to be I mean you think of San Francisco famously in the the 60s and 70s it's nothing like that anymore not even close but it is still a very liberal city well, compared to the rest of the country maybe I, I get your point on yeah. look, uh, San Francisco is a fantastic place to go visit it has become almost unaffordable uh, with all of the tech money that has rolled in uh, for a normal family right like if you're a normal family of four and you haven't lived in San Francisco for a long time, the rents, housing costs, everything else, it's become like a, a, a true you know, sort of gilded era. They haven't been able to build enough housing. Uh, I, I love San Francisco, but that is certainly a, a controversy that that city has had to deal with. They have so many rich people that it's hard to just be a normal person yep. with kids and a family and live there unless you've been fortunate enough to be living in your house for a long time. Uh, the tech bubble has 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 really kind of come out there and just overwhelmed the entire city. Uh, and, and it's not just there; it's also the surrounding communities, right? Like we did the the show live from out in uh, San Jose, where so many of the te- uh, whether it's Apple or whether it's Google or Facebook or all of the different companies that have all grown up there. It's been fabulous for the overall economy. But if you're not a part of that tech universe, and by the way, it's going to get crazier because with Lyft and with Uber. Uh, and with uh, Airbnb and all these other companies that are about to go public, it's becoming even more difficult. Uh, there's some great articles about the way that people decide to spend their money when they suddenly become not just millionaires and maybe not even just hundred millionaires, but there are a lot of people who are uh, approaching billionaires. I mean, I saw where Uber's going to raise like an evaluation of like a hundred billion dollars, be one of the uh, one of the largest uh, public public offerings in the history of uh, of, of American commerce or global commerce. Uh, but I want to open up the phone lines because 
I do think this is intriguing. Maybe I'm old school, and, and sometimes increasingly I feel like I am, but even if my guy doesn't get elected president, I root for whoever the president is to do really well because it's crazy to me that you would be so political that it would make you feel better if the president does a crappy job because ultimately if the, if the president does a poor job, it's going to reflect upon everybody, whether you voted Democrat, Republican, or Independent. And I am maybe a rarity as well in that I am now kind of thoroughly a swing voter. I voted for Gary Johnson because I didn't like Hillary or Trump in 2016. I'm wide open to voting for whoever the Democrats nominate if it's a reasonable person who is not insane. Uh, and uh, and I'm open to voting for Trump, uh, uh, believe it or not, you know, like because I think the economy's done pretty good. And despite the fact that the media hates him, I don't think the last two and a half years have been an unmitigated disaster by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm more fascinated by this that I can't imagine anybody asking somebody who had liberal political opinions to delete all their tweets. And if that happened, it would be a huge controversy and people would say, oh my God, I can't believe this is being asked or being said to be done. Uh, is this the right move? 877-996-6369. 877-996-6369. I am Clay Travis. Nick Bosa may go number two overall. And he now says, I can't support the President of the United States in the event that I'm going to San Francisco. Smart move, dumb move, sad move. What do you think about Nick Bosa? Outkick jury will decide. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios. Last night, three upsets in the five NHL games, the NHL series that began. The NBA playoffs are officially set. They will begin on Saturday. Uh, That is where we are in the universe of uh, the NHL and the NBA. We also have the Masters beginning. Um, And at the top of hour three, I will give you all of my Masters gambling picks in the final half hour before everybody officially tees off there. Uh, Maybe a little bit at the end of hour two as well. But there are a couple of stories that to me were fascinating as uh, as we come down the stretch and get ready for the uh, NFL draft and also with the NHL playoffs starting. Uh, The goalie for the St. Louis Blues had a couple of uh, a little bit controversial tweets. He was trying to make jokes uh, about, uh, about things and... I loved the response from the NHL because this has happened now a ton of times, no matter who you're a fan of, uh, whether college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, where people go back through old tweets and they decide that they are offensive um, and it turns into a big controversy. And the NHL basically kind of said, I've had enough of this and I loved this comment. Obviously, we don't condone the public comments that could be perceived as insensitive. But based on what we've been made aware of to this point, we don't believe there's any basis to specifically address or even comment on five-year-old social media posts from a player who wasn't even part of the National Hockey League at the time. Boom. I love that. I wish every league and every team would follow that precedent. If somebody did something before they were employed by you, particularly if they were a young man, which is often the case, certainly in the world of sports, you just say, hey, he wasn't our employee at the time. We don't condone everything that our employees have done before they became our employees, but this is not something that we think is important for us to address because he hasn't done it since he was employed by us. Boom. 
I wish everybody would follow this precedent, every employer, everybody else. So I love what the NHL did there. On the flip side, Nick Bosa, former Ohio State defensive end, brother of Joey Bosa, uh, is a big Donald Trump supporter. And on his Twitter feed, he had been very positive about supporting Donald Trump. He also, by the way, ripped Colin Kaepernick for not standing for the national anthem. Well, now that he is set to be drafted and go into the NFL, his agent says, hey, by the way, the San Francisco 49ers have the number two overall pick. You might be going there. Maybe now is the time to go scrub your Twitter feed and remove your support for Donald Trump because the city of San Francisco is not necessarily a haven for Donald Trump support. And so Nick Bosa has gone back through his Twitter feed and deleted all of his pro-Donald Trump support. And when I saw this story, what immediately jumped out to me is this would never happen for a far left-wing supporter, right? Uh, If you were a Bernie bro and you were getting drafted by the Dallas Cowboys or the Tennessee Titans or the New Orleans Saints – there's no way you would feel compelled to go back through your Twitter feed and scrub all of those tweets. If you were a supporter of, uh, of far left-wing political activists, there would never be that expectation. And if it happened, people would say, oh my God, look at what's required. These athletes can't even have political opinions anymore. But for, uh, for Nick Bosa, I bet I'm the only person with a large platform who will say, this is crazy, I can't believe he feels the need to do this, I'm old school, rooting for the president to succeed, shouldn't be remotely controversial. So I want to bring in the crew, and my question for you out there, we're going to go to the outkick jury, 877-996-6369. Good move, bad move, or sad move, which strikes you the most? I'm going to go with, it could be both. I, I can see this being a good move because it could theoretically eliminate the controversy, although saying that you're doing it is also allowing the story to exist. Although in this era that we live in, I feel like somebody would go back and write a story about him deleting the tweets too. So you might as well just acknowledge that you're doing it. So I can see how it could be a good move. I also think more primarily and and, and, and honestly that it's just a sad move, that you have political opinions and you're not allowed to share them in this country because the group that employs you or the fans of the group that employs you might not agree with your political opinions. This is, of course, incredibly ironic because the San Francisco 49er fans who supported Kaepernick are like, oh, every single player has the right to their own political opinions, but yet they probably are happy that Nick Bosa is scrubbing his Donald Trump support. And by the way, there is a difference between having your political opinions and making them known in a uniform at work versus what I've always defended. You should have the right on your social media accounts to be able to be as outspoken about what you believe as you want because you're not in uniform at work then. And I think that goes for every one of you out there right now. I think it's crazy that people lose their jobs over things that they post in the privacy of their own home on Facebook or Twitter or anywhere else um, relating to politics. So, Danny G, your thoughts when you heard this story. Good move, bad move, sad move. What emotion kind of strikes you the most here with Nick Bosa's decision? I guess I have mixed feelings on it because my first question to you after listening to your thoughts on it, you compared the other candidates to Donald Trump, but there's obviously way more controversy that swirls around Trump 
uh, especially with racism and you know but I think, claimed I, I racism think, and things like that. So isn't it a lot different? No, compared to, me, to the other candidates. No, I, I think how, that's, how is that? How is it not? Well, first of all, it doesn't have to be a candidate. There are racists who are left wingers out there that you can support, and people will say, "Oh, it's great for you to be supporting them." Like for instance, Sean King, this uh, Black Lives Matter activist who's actually a white guy. Like he's wildly popular with many athletes. And I think he's a white guy, uh, you know, that is, I think he's pretending to be black and he sends out all sorts of racially inflammatory comments all the time. Or it could be, uh, you know, like Louis Farrakhan, who is racist. Like if you go read his Twitter feed, it is as racist as racist can be. And I don't think anybody would be like, oh, you have to take down your support of Louis Farrakhan, right? So I, I fundamentally reject the idea, first of all, that Donald Trump is racist. I think that's a lazy accusation. Uh, and really? if, so if a player was tweeting Farrakhan stuff, you don't think people would tell him take that down? Oh, no. I, I, think, that, I think that that would be allowed. I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. so. So I don't – first of all, I think it's a lazy claim to say that Donald Trump is racist. And secondly – I think that he's the president of the United States. So whether you like the president of the United States or not, the fact that it's considered to be uh, unacceptable to support the president of the United States if you're going to be a San Francisco 49er draft pick is to me insane. So I find it more sad than I do anything else. Uh, what about you, Dub? Your thoughts? I mean, I'm kind of with you. It To me, it's like the safe play. As agents, like, let's just get out in front of this. Let this not be an issue. But yeah, it is a little sad that you you can't voice your actual opinions because of the backlash that could potentially happen. Um, also, I could you could also say that every agent should be telling everybody who's going into the pros delete your Twitter account, right? Don't ever tweet anything because unless, especially if you're a superstar, I don't think superstars gain anything by having social media accounts. Like the reason why LeBron James matters is because of how he does on the basketball court. Peyton Manning didn't have a Twitter or an Instagram account, and he did pretty well. For most of his career, Tom Brady didn't have a Twitter account. He just signed up for Twitter in the last couple of weeks, and he's done pretty well. I think if if you're an athlete and you're a borderline good athlete, I think that social media can be phenomenal for you because it can give you a voice and let people know you exist. Like our buddy Jeff Schwartz, who comes on every Friday, we've had this discussion. For him, social media has been fantastic because he's a relatively anonymous offensive lineman. Uh, Pat McAfee's a great example, uh, kicker for the Colts. I mean, that's been fantastic for him because otherwise people wouldn't really know what their personalities are. And I think if you're a guy who's you know otherwise going to be fairly anonymous on an NFL team or an NBA team or whatever else it is, those guys can gain a lot from social media. But if you're a big-time superstar or even you're a young draft pick, I don't know that you gain very much at all. Uh, remember, it was a couple of years ago, or last year, I guess it was, Josh Allen, like on the day of the draft, people went back through it and uh, found things that he had tweeted out when he was a kid. And then uh, with uh, Laramie Tunsil, remember, suddenly he sends out a video because somebody hacked his account, which is amazing. It's like a Ballers uh, episode uh, of him smoking weed in a gas mask like an hour before the NFL draft. It was amazing. Uh, but... I feel like most people don't gain very much from social media accounts in general, but my primary uh, thought on this is that it's just sad. Eddie, what's your what are your thoughts? I mean, I just think this is all about money. Ultimately, it's not really a freedom of speech issue. It's all about don't do anything controversial to But isn't it crazy that being, being signed 
a fan of the president of the United States is too controversial to get drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. It's not that controversial. I mean, 50 million people or whatever the number was, 60 million, I don't remember what the total number was, people voted for Donald Trump. It's not like he's advocating like, uh, you know, secession or something, you know, like where you're like, oh, wow, that's a really or he's or he's coming out in favor of polygamy or something where it's like, whoa, you know, like that's a really aggressive political opinion. Like you can imagine how there could be a guy out there who's like, uh, you know, hey, gay marriage is legal now. I think polygamy should be legal. And you know what? If you read the Supreme Court decision, there's actually an argument that polygamy should be legal in this country. Right. But if you were like a huge polygamous marriage activist, like if then you could be like, well, that's a little bit of a risque uh, perspective to adopt. Maybe don't focus on that. Maybe you need to delete those because 98% of the U.S. population might disagree with you or whatever the population would be. But half of Americans voted for Donald Trump. It's not that controversial of a thing to be a Donald Trump supporter. But, Clay, I, I knew more 49er fans who were anti-Kaepernick than they were pro-Kaepernick. So I think the way the rest of the country thinks about California in general and especially the Bay Area – I'm not sure they understand what the Bay Area is like right well, now. Most uh, 49er fans wouldn't have a problem with Nick Bosa as long as he played football well on the field. Well, look, I think that's the way that most rational people think. That's been my argument for a long time. Ultimately, what matters is how good you are as an athlete, not anything else. I mean, and, and that goes for both good or bad things, right? Like, if you are a, uh, let's be honest, I mean, look, Tyreek Hill is an incredible player. He choked and punched his pregnant girlfriend before he got drafted into the NFL. And then we don't even know what happened. Like he was evidently being investigated for child abuse in the offseason. And that story's kind of disappeared. He's really good at wide receiver. Before that, he was really good at returning kicks. People will forgive it. People will forgive virtually any flaw if you are good enough at your sport. I mean, that's the lesson of sports. That's my. That's why my uh, my lesson has always been so long as your talent exceeds your problem, you will always be employed in the NFL or the NBA or anywhere else, no matter how bad you are off the court. So I do think that's the general lesson overall. Uh, but this is, to me, a, a pretty intriguing situation. I also agree with you, Danny G, that very often people paint with a broad brush. And, and it can go both ways, right? Like, I live in the city of Nashville, which is a fairly liberal city, right? The surrounding communities outside of Nashville are more conservative. So people hear Tennessee and they're like, oh, everybody in Tennessee is a Donald Trump supporter. No, the city of Nashville overwhelmingly rejected Donald Trump's presidential candidacy. Similarly, you're in LA. Beverly Hills voted for Donald Trump. So a lot of people out there are like, man, LA is such a liberal place. Yeah, as an overall city it is, but individual neighborhoods can be different. Beverly Hills right there in the center of West LA, they voted for Donald Trump. So even though he's an incendiary figure in, in many people's lives in California, 40 some odd percent of Californians still voted for Donald Trump. So yes, you are painting with a broad brush when you say, hey, this city or this state or this community is all one thing or the other. But generally speaking, I think it's fair to say that San Francisco probably of all of the cities in uh, in the NFL, other than maybe New York, is probably the most liberal. And so I just think it's intriguing that Nick Bosa feels compelled to do this. Um, and you're right. I mean, there are San Francisco 49er fans who were, who were in disagreement with Colin Kaepernick completely. And certainly the 49ers didn't keep him. But it is ironic to me that many of the people who are Colin Kaepernick supporters 
would also be like, yeah, Nick Bosa shouldn't be supporting the president of the United States. He should be deleting those tweets, Uh, which again, to me, goes to my point, which is most people who claim they're defending the First Amendment typically aren't defending the First Amendment. They're defending the, the political beliefs that they have. Right, like, and, and and I wrote in my book, uh, and, and I still think it's such a, such a fascinating question for most people. If Colin Kaepernick had taken a knee to oppose gay marriage being legal in uniform with the San Francisco 49ers, what would the reaction have been? A lot of people would have said this guy shouldn't be allowed to play in the NFL anymore, particularly particularly if he did it in the city of San Francisco. I like to just twist and think about like hypotheticals. This is maybe the lawyer in me, um, you know, to think about how if you subtly alter the facts, how does your opinion change? Um, if you believe, if you're a huge Colin Kaepernick guy, you're like, man, you know, raising the fist. I love everything about it. Does your opinion change if he takes a knee because he doesn't believe that gay marriage should be legal, or what if he believes that abortion is murder? Right, like just flip the politics of his perspective. How many people out there are like, oh, you know what? I definitely support Colin Kaepernick's right to take a knee because he believes abortion is murder during the national anthem. Oh, yeah, Colin Kaepernick should definitely be taking a knee during the national anthem because he believes that gay marriage should be illegal in the United States. A huge percentage of the people that support Colin Kaepernick would suddenly reject those beliefs and be like no the the NFL shouldn't allow this to happen what are you talking about you're not defending Colin Kaepernick's right to have first amendment uh speech if you are supporting only certain of his speech because you have the same political beliefs uh is it a smart move sad move bad move uh let's go to the outkick jury um open phone lines who's first dub let's see if the phones work Jose and Fremont Jose in Fremont, what, what's your reaction to this? What's going on, fellas? Hey, check this out. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a bad move. I'm not going to go into the politics side of it because it's not what we're talking about. But I think, you know, out here in California, you have to watch out what you say. Being a Hispanic Trump supporter, you're going to get scolded out here, which I think is ridiculous. But just because I support Trump doesn't mean that I agree with everything he does. That's not the case. But... Have you guys thought about maybe he did this, let this out deliberately? Maybe he doesn't want to play for the 49ers. A player like him, a Trump supporter, might be in a culture shock coming to San Francisco, and he might not want to go there. What do you think about that? Uh, It's interesting. Um, I mean, I think that would be even crazier if the San Francisco 49ers pass on the best pass rusher potentially in the draft, who we already know how impactful Nick Bosa has been when he's healthy with the L.A. Chargers, so the bloodlines are pretty good there because he supports Donald Trump. That's even crazier. Even crazier that that could potentially work, and I put work in quotation marks because it would be sad, but if there's somebody who's passing on him because he supports Trump. Who's up next, uh, Dub? Ollie in Connecticut. Ollie in Connecticut. What's up? <laughs> What's Ollie doing? I know. Is he like? Uh, is he like? Changing he's turning somewhere. Yeah, he's driving and turning. Somewhere. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, there he is. So real quick, um, um, probably serving in our in the world's greatest navy. Uh, no bias, though. Even though the President Trump is top of the chain of command. Uh, my main thing is the political climate. These 
for whatever reason. I mean, mostly because of the media, but I think with most of deleting tweets, trying to save face, I mean, you should be able to have your own beliefs. And, you know, whoever drafts you, drafts you. Shouldn't affect their employment. A lot of people have their issues with Trump. And Yeah, thanks for the call. No, thanks, the day, thanks for the service. Uh, here, here's my advice to callers. Pretend that I am talking to you every single time I go to a caller. If you start talking and you are not live on national radio, nobody else will know. But you will be prepared to speak when spoken to. If you do nothing, then we sit there and hear your turn signal for 20 seconds. Clay Justin tweeted in, what's more defective, the phone lines or Clay's alarm? The alarm I just checked, I didn't set. For anybody out there, I missed the first five or seven minutes of the show today because my alarm didn't go off. The positive is, this is a good positive, I can be woken up because I sleep with my phone on all the time. When did you start calling me the first time? Right at the uh, the top of the show. So. so I only saw two missed calls. So yeah. did you only call twice? I was calling you the third time right when you checked in with us. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So the second call woke me up. Um, all right. So uh, who's up next? Again, the lesson here. We have loaded lines. Even if you don't think it's you, start talking. If you realize that I'm talking to you, then that'll be great. You're live on the radio. If not, you've prepared for what you're going to say. Also, I would say this. I am doing well. I appreciate the fact that every caller needs to ask how I'm doing. The answer is well, all day long. I get to make a living writing, talking about sports, all right? Presume that I'm doing well. If I'm not doing well, trust me, I'll tell you. That's what I do on the radio, all right? Who is next, Dub? Michael in California. Michael in California, what's up? Hey, good morning. So basically, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a sad move, but it's a good move by the agent. Yeah. You know, I, I live here. I received emails from my employer who is the government. Yeah. Thanks for the call. By the way, does every Outkick listener have a phone that doesn't work too? I used to just make fun of Kentucky because, like, every time we go to a caller in Kentucky, it's impossible to understand what they're trying to say. But it seems like like ninety five percent of the people who call in have phones that don't work. They have the same cell service or something. Yeah. By the way, cell service is awful in this country in general. <laughs> Twenty years ago when people started getting cell phones, the idea that we wouldn't be able to actually talk on our phones regularly, it would, would have been crazy. I feel like the number of places where phones don't work is increasing instead of decreasing. They've just given up. Like, uh, it's, well, a lot of times you're not going to be able to make foot calls. And every single person listening to me right now, there's a place near your house where you're like, oh, I just can't make a call there. No, I'm going to lose a call. I'm not even going to get on my phone right now because I know I'm going to lose it. Or you start off a phone call by saying, hey, I might lose you because I'm about to drive down this road where for some reason for 25 years the cell phone hasn't worked. Who's up next? Charlie and Dayton. Charlie and Dayton. What's up? Ohio. What's going on, Clay? Uh... Still waiting for you to become commissioner of the NFL, man. Uh, I don't even know why people would ever like worry about Nick Bosa and like what he posts on Twitter. Like, I, I'm just curious how many people watch football and just like watching football and don't care who takes knees, who voted for who, 
or anything. Just watch football. I think thanks for the call. I think somehow we're getting an echo there now, too, which is awesome. I think the vast majority of the American public doesn't care about anything other than whether or not you're good at your sport. I, I think the vast majority of the American public uh, doesn't give a damn about any player other than whether or not they are capable of making their team more likely to win. I think that's like 80% of American sports fans. And then there's a tiny percentage, which is vastly overcovered, that makes uh, want that has a, 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 a concerted interest in wanting athletes to be more political and wanting to them to be something other than athletes. Uh, who's up next? Last one. We got Michael in Florida. Michael in Florida. What you got for me, Michael? I, I think it's sad. I think it's sad and unnecessary that Nick is, has had to delete those tweets. Uh, for one, I'm I'm a rare unicorn. I'm a black Republican yep. in the state of Florida, and it's systemic, particularly in the black community. If you say you are a conservative, you may as well have consider everyone in your shadows a gang member because you, you literally feel for your well-being. And Nick Bosa is, is I think, just surrendering to, to, to this pressure that you can be liberal in America, but you can't say you're conservative. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, thanks for the call uh, and for being a free thinker, no matter who you support. Um, I, if you listen to this show regularly, I am a uh, huge First Amendment absolutist. I got banned on CNN for saying I love the First Amendment and boobs, are two things that have never let me down. Uh, and, uh, and, and I think that the marketplace of ideas requires that people feel comfortable actually entering into the marketplace of ideas and combating beliefs. And ironically, the crazy thing about trying to constrict political opinion is sometimes ideas that are considered to be crazy end up being in the mainstream. For instance, 25 years ago, if you had said, hey, I think gay people should be able to get married, you would have been like, oh my God, I can't believe somebody has this opinion. Bill Clinton couldn't have gotten elected president endorsing gay marriage in 1992, he would have gotten crushed, I think, by George Bush Sr. if he had come out in 1992 and said, hey, I believe in gay marriage. Well, by 20, whatever it is, 14, it's the law of the land. And so it's not that long of a period, right? 22 years, a little bit over one generation, and it's not even disputed. People are like, oh, Donald Trump's racist. Donald Trump supports gay marriage. He's the most liberal Republican presidential candidate from a social perspective in the history of the country. He didn't even disagree with gay marriage as a Republican. That's how much the uh, opinions on this matter shifted in a really short amount of time. Why did that happen? I would argue because of the marketplace of ideas. Because people were willing to put out arguments and argue that their side deserves to be heard. And then as a result, the whole nation can decide whether or not we agree or disagree. And it doesn't mean that everybody agrees with something. There are lots of people who don't agree with every single thing that's a law in this country, right? Not every single thing, but every single individual law, there are people who disagree with whether or not it should exist. 
but it's a majority rule country. And so you should have the ability to share your opinions as widely and loudly as you possibly can and also be employed as a pass rusher in the NFL and not have an impact whether or not you can have that job. All right, when we come back, Dub is going to take over a segment, and I have no idea how it's going to go. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. In the 90s, this was one of my favorite albums ever. Lauren Hill, for about a two-year period, one of, if not the most talented artist we have ever seen. And then she just went off the deep end. What did she got married to Bob Marley's son who played linebacker at Miami and had like eight kids? I know she's been on tour some since then, but this was she was what, like 22 when that album came out? Yeah, she was really young. I mean, insanely, maybe even younger than 22. And you thought, my God, like her potential is just off the charts. And then she kind of went into crazy town, I think, didn't she? Her solo album, though, was nice. No, so, the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill yeah. came out shortly thereafter. But I'm saying yeah. like a two-year period. I don't know what year did that Lauryn Hill album come out, like 98? Yeah. And then like she took a train to crazy town, didn't she? I mean, that's what people say. We've heard that about other artists, too. Don't know how much of it is true. Sometimes the artists just want to take a break and get out of the limelight for well, a while. I understand wanting to take a break, but she was a transcendent talent to just disappear. And I know she had a bunch of kids. I think she had like six kids or something. And I think she married, didn't she marry Rohan Marley? The uh, I think he played linebacker. Bob, One of Bob Marley's kids played linebacker for the Miami Hurricanes back in the day. Or at least like they had kids together. I think she had like six kids. And I know she's kind of on tour now, like every now and then. But if you if you could have bought stock in anybody as an entertainer in like 1998, Lauren Hill stock would have been off the charts thinking about what her career might be. And it just has never materialized. Now, to her credit, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill is an incredible album. That Fuji's record is incredible. But it never really came together for her like I thought yeah, it was. She is the mother to six kids, five with Marley. Yeah, so six kids. I mean, that would knock anybody, I mean, a ton of people out of the equation. Maybe that's it. Maybe that she just decided, you know what, like I, the celebrity lifestyle is not necessarily what I love. I mean, six kids is a ton of kids. And I've got three, and I can certainly understand how that can, uh, can wallop you from a career perspective. I can't imagine if I doubled my output. But uh, anyway, that album is phenomenal, and so is The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. We are here in the Geico Outkick Studios. All right, Dub, I'm going to give you the final segment of Hour 2 here. How confident that your segment's going to go well are you? I'm extremely confident, Clay. Extremely. Like, there's no way you're going to blow this. Well, look, maybe to someone else that's not a huge fan of Game of Thrones like you and I are, but since you're such a big fan, I think I got a feeling you're going to enjoy this little segment. Yeah, I am absolutely giddy at the fact that Game of Thrones is going to be back on Sunday night. I mean, I've been looking at all the odds, and you got another Game of Thrones segment for us tomorrow. Just FYI out there for everybody listening right now. Monday's edition of Outkick the Coverage. Hour two is Game of Thrones talk. People are going to be upset. I understand. We are watching Game of Thrones as a show. And then hour two on Mondays for the next six weeks, we are going to go Game of Thrones. It's going to be a Game of Thrones hour-long discussion. So if you have not caught up to Game of Thrones yet, you better catch up. No apologies for spoilers. No apologies for anything else. Just like I don't apologize like, hey, last night we talk about sports that happened last night. Game of Thrones airs on Sunday night. 
You got to watch it. You'll be ready for hour two. All right. Dub's segment. Will it be a disaster or not? We will see. Dub is taking control. Next uh, next uh, segment. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Roberto bringing the heat. This is one of the best songs for a movie ever. Varsity Blues, absolutely phenomenal movie. Uh, and the Foo Fighters there bringing us back. What an incredible song they put in with Johnny Mox. It's a song as he leads them down the field to win. Welcome back, Geico. Spoiler alert, uh, they win. All right, Dub, take it away. Here's Dub's five-minute segment, thanks to winning a bet with Clay Travis. How about that? And speaking of my bet, I parlayed this into two segments. How about that? Okay, I got a few theories for you. We'll get, try to get through them. The first one, and I chose these based on the, uh, if they actually happen, the uh, holy bleep, did that just bleep and happen reaction? That would be, number one, Littlefinger, one of my favorite characters, is still alive. Season seven, spoiler alert. Lord Peter Baelish, a.k.a. Littlefinger, has been executed by Arya Stark for his crimes against the Starks. But one theory suggests he's still alive thanks to a faceless man. Now, the faceless men, they hail from Bravos, and that's where Littlefinger and his family are originally from. Now, does it not seem strange when Littlefinger was executed that someone so smart, so scheming, could just be trapped and killed so easily? He's known for traveling all over the world of Game of Thrones just to save his own ass, basically. But when he was clearly in his most dangerous in his most dangerous time, he just stayed put and hoped for the best. I say nay. Throughout the series, he is always three to five steps ahead of everybody. And there's one scene in particular in season seven that provides the evidence for this theory. And it's Arya spying on Littlefinger as he gives a coin to an unknown woman who appears to whisper to him, your time is up. Now, given his connections to Bravos, it's possible that this woman is actually a faceless man herself and that the coin he gives her is not a payment, but one of the coins of the House of Black and White. Now, Clay, for each of these theories, I want you to give me a 1 to 10 ranking on how uh, plausible you think these are in terms of their likelihood of happening in the I actually, I, I actually buy this at a very high level as likely. Like, that would be a big uh, surprise to a lot of people, but I, I, I kind of embrace this theory. I think Littlefinger may not be dead. And another thing that makes me think this could be true is the betting odds, which we will go yes. over tomorrow. Because Littlefinger has all of a sudden, you know, about a month ago, he just shows up as a name on the list of people who will potentially be ruling the Seven yeah, you Kingdoms. you can bet on who's going to be sitting on the Iron Throne at the end of Game of Thrones. And Littlefinger, even though he was theoretically executed at the end of Season 7, has suddenly shown up as a betting option. So, yeah, I think, I think that this is a, a very likely possibility. Yeah, I, I think I put it at about a six, so above yeah. average. Now, number two, this is less than a, less of a theory because this is most likely going to happen, and it's something that I have been waiting for and anticipating for probably the last three to four seasons, and that is the Clegane Bowl, the Mountain oh, yeah. versus the Hound. Yeah. Now, like I said, it's a quote-unquote theory because this is if this doesn't happen, I will be so mad I can't even comprehend to you how mad I'll be. Now, the Mountain are we- and the Hound are brothers, and uh, the Hound has been on the road mostly with Arya for like years and years. And the Mountain is brought back to life, right, as some sort of demon. We don't really know exactly because he's inside that armor. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we're we're waiting for this battle, no doubt. So I basically equate this to the Undertaker versus the Undertaker, right? Because both <laughs> these guys have basically escaped death so yes. many times; they're basically you know living dead. 
But are we going to get what we want? Because I think what everyone wants is for the Hound to get his revenge on his brother for burning his face as a child. Yeah, I also want Arya to see and be with the Hound again, too, uh, because their relationship and interaction was one of the good things about the middle years of uh, Game of Thrones when they were on the road traveling together for what felt like four seasons. Yeah, and that was a highlight for me personally watching it, see, seeing that those two you know, kind of get along, still hate each other. Now, if you remember in season seven finale, they finally meet face to face and the Hound says, you know I'm coming for you. You've always known. So, I mean, th- this it's one is 100% one. happening, yes. in yeah. my opinion. Now, I don't know if we have too much time to get into this one, but I'll just say it quickly. This last theory suggests that the Night King will turn the dead Starks beneath Winterfell into White Walkers. Yeah, we got to talk about this to come back because that's kind of the... uh, So the the theory is that all of the dead Starks who are in the crypts underneath uh, of Winterfell where they are all buried, that the Night King is going to bring them all back to life. And there's a video of the living Starks walking down underneath Winterfell, which kind of gives you that indication that it might be happening, right? One of the uh, previews, which was chilling. Uh, So you think this is going to happen? I think it will, just based on the show's history. And, well, I mean, I hope it will. I don't know if it will, but I, I certainly hope so. What a play of dollars that would be for everybody who's in the Stark family that's been killed so far to suddenly get brought back to life just so you can star in the final season and make like a million dollars just to do that, right? When we come back, we'll continue to unpack this. Plus the Masters, it's Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? 
You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Thurow Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, it's Masters Thursday. No matter where you're listening, on one of our 300-plus affiliates in all 50 states, whether you are listening on satellite radio, whether you are listening on the podcast, we thank you for spending Thursday morning with us. Hope we can make your day a little bit better. What are we looking at? Well, we got several different things. We got uh, the Masters set to tee off in about 30 minutes The first golfer uh, will be uh, stepping up and taking a big swing and uh, putting the ball hopefully out into the fairway. Uh, You will not be able to watch that probably because amazingly the entire Masters on Thursday and Friday is not on television. You'll have to sit around and wait. Uh, You can stream, I think, what, at masters.com or whatever or go download the Masters app, uh, which a lot of people will be doing, uh, and you'll be able to uh, keep tabs on that. I'm going to give you some gambling picks we did yesterday on Lock It In. I'll tell you who I've bet on. Uh, as we uh, move forward. Also, uh, we have got uh, a couple of other things that are out there in the uh, in the universe that are moving, obviously. We've got the NHL uh, playoffs, which are underway last night. Three of the five underdogs won in game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. You never have any idea what's going to happen in the NHL playoffs. The eighth seed can win the championship, uh, unlike uh, certainly in the NBA. So you've got to be tuned from night to night. Three upsets pulled off already, including a uh, near miracle. It felt like uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets get down 3-0 to the most talented and best team in all of hockey during the course of the regular season, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then the Blue Jackets score four unanswered to come back and win game one on the road in Columbus. Now, I think it was last year, For Columbus Blue Jacket fans, if you remember this, they went on the road and won the first two against the Washington Capitals, if I'm not mistaken. And then the Capitals came back and won four in a row to uh, to win that series, and then went on obviously to uh, to win the Stanley Cup. So uh, maybe that's going to be a uh, case of uh, history repeating itself. Certainly, you would hope and like to believe that that could happen 
if you are the Tampa Bay Lightning. Of course, you wouldn't want to lose game two at home uh, either. So that is where uh, we are with the Stanley Cup playoffs beginning. The NBA Finals are officially set, and you actually surprised me a little bit there, uh, Eddie Garcia, with one of those uh, updates as we were going into break. So wait a minute. Did, did the Rockets end up with the number four seed? Uh, I believe so, yeah. So that would mean that the uh, the Warriors-Rockets series would be in the next round? Well, doesn't it depend on who wins the other series? Does, does yeah, the NBA right. They reseed. They reseed. Yeah. But in theory, assuming that the uh, that the the best teams win, then the uh, the 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 Warriors would be playing. I thought the Rockets were going to be were in the running for the two or the three seed. Is this one of those ridiculous NBA division things where they give a reward to a division winner? Uh, I know Denver is the two, and and Portland is the three. So Houston is the four. I mean, that's I, I think that's surprising. Does that does that surprise anybody else on the show? Like, I I thought that the two and the three was going to be the Nuggets going up against uh, against the Rockets, and that that was kind of set in stone. Am I an idiot, or did other people think that too? And the Blazers had a great season. Imagine if Nurk hadn't got hurt. Right, but so am I. But let's go back to the question of: Am I the only person who thought that the Rockets were locked in for that two three seed? They finished tied with Portland right. in record. But Portland apparently has the, the tiebreaker. Tie yeah. So with that kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? I, I am. I think there are a lot. I think I am not the only person in America who is surprised that next round could be Warriors against the Rockets. In theory, if the if the you know the rankings held, and you get one versus four, then I think that surprises a lot of people that the Rockets and the Warriors would be playing in the second round of the playoffs. I mean, last year they met, obviously, in the Western Conference Finals. It went seven games. I think there are a lot of people out there that are like, wow, this is kind of a surprise that you could get Rockets against Warriors this soon. Right? Other people who agree here. No, you're not crazy at all because I think, like you, a lot of people were hoping that was going to be in the third round of the NBA playoffs. Yeah. I mean, and, and that, yeah, I'm so I'm genuinely curious there. I mean, this is, uh, this is intriguing to me. Um, and, but more importantly, uh, before we get back to the masters, we have got the discussion dubbed a really good job by dub putting together these theories on game of Thrones. So this would be a 10, this would be an off the charts, red wedding, like surprise, in my opinion, if the Stark family who are all been killed so far that are now in the crypt at Winterfell, if the, the the night king on his uh, assault upon uh the uh upon the uh the winterfell that all the dead starks come back to life yeah and you mentioned it before we went to break because we've seen a teaser the first yes. teaser it was very brief but it just showed john aria and sansa walking through the winterfell crypts or crypt excuse me looking at the faces of the dead but then also in the first actual trailer we see aria sprinting uh, and she is just absolutely terrified from something in those tunnels beneath Winterfell. And, I mean, if you put the pieces together, and if you consider throughout the series, you know, what a big part of the show those tunnels underneath Winterfell are, looking at the statues, remembering the Starks of the past. It, it would not surprise me if this actually comes to fruition. I am just, I mean, and that would be something great to happen in episode one, right? Oh, that that'd be starting things off with a serious bang. Um, I cannot. I, I'm disappointed. The only thing I'm sad about is we only get six weeks of this, right? So the the final of Game of Thrones for all time in theory. I say in theory because there's a lot of money to be made, 
and I always believe that corporations will take the money if they can. Now, I know they're doing a prequel for Game of Thrones, which is set like thousands of years in advance of this version of Game of Thrones, but a part of me feels like this could turn into Star Wars one day, like where they just keep adding new elements to uh, to Game of Thrones. So I'm curious what um, will end up happening here to kind of be the culmination of uh, of this eight-season eight arc you know like eight year process 10 year process whatever it is they've been making these uh these these shows um so i am genuinely curious on that also how big do you think the audience is going to be like i think that this is going to be the biggest television audience other than the super bowl and the nfc and the afc championship games that we will see all year uh, that people will watch you you buying or selling that dub like this would be the biggest television event other than the AFC and NFC championship games in the Super Bowl how many people watch the championship games on average would you say uh I think it's around 35 or 40 million uh that will watch the a and sometimes it's higher than that depending on how good they are sometimes they can go up to like 50 it always stuns me it like the the audience for the Super Bowl basically doubles. Around a hundred million and change will watch the Super Bowl every year. They report so, uh, but it's it's usually like forty to fifty million, thirty eight to fifty, something like that. Just kind of depending on the quality of the game. I think there's an outside shot that there could be more viewers of this season of Game of Thrones than the AFC and NFC Championship game because there's been a year and a half break, and all people talk about is, oh my God, this is the greatest show of all time. And people kind of roll their eyes at first. But then I, just speaking from some of my friends who had never seen it and they caught up in the past you know, four or five months and they're just obsessed with it and then their word of mouth travels. So I think the new viewership this season is going to be off the charts ba- based off people that just started watching you know, in the past year and have caught up just for this final season. Yeah, it also globally is going to be bigger, right? Because there are people all over the world who are obsessed with Game of Thrones now and will be watching in you know, uh, different languages, streaming it. Uh, I think more people will actually watch it. Uh, but in the United States, I'm pretty confident that it'll be the biggest audience for any television event other than the AFC, NFC, and the Super Bowl. So uh, so that's how big it is for people out there who haven't watched it. And a lot of people, I think you're right on this, Dub, have during this long uh, leeway have added a lot of viewing. So they binged it, even if you weren't caught up for years and you've had to hear people talk about it. You've had a year and a half now, and you still have, whatever, three days to uh, to get everything caught up. And I think there are a lot of people who went back and also rewatched it. You know, that's how popular Game of Thrones is, that people have been willing – to invest, you know, hundreds of hours of additional time or whatever it is, uh, I guess not hundreds of hours, like 60 hours or whatever the heck it is to watch all of these shows all over again. Um, so, all right, let's go from make the easy pivot from will the Starks come back alive underneath the Winterfell crypt to who do you like in the Masters? The Masters will tee off in roughly 15 minutes. Um, so I'm going to give you my picks right now. These are the four that I have made that I bet myself. I bet Brant Snedeker every year. This year, he is nearly 100 to 1. I got him at 95 to 1 at my place. All right. So if Brant Snedeker wins, I am going to remake all of the money that I lost on the, uh, on the NFC Championship game because he's such a huge underdog. It only takes a few hundred bucks to make a lot of money. So uh, I've got Brant Snedeker at nearly 100 to 1. I went with Ricky Fowler. 
Uh, I went with Jordan Spieth, even though Spieth can't drive the ball at all. Uh, and I went ahead and put some money on the favorite Rory, Rory McIlroy based on how well he is playing. That's a tough name to say. Oh, that's a really tough name to say for a name that doesn't have that many letters. Rory McIlroy. You can't say that if you're drunk. That If you want to know if somebody's been drinking or not, have them try to say Rory McIlroy. That's almost an impossible name to say unless you are sober. Uh, so those are my four bets that I have placed as we are 15 minutes away from the uh, the beginning of the Masters. Who would you take? Uh, I'll stick with you, Dub, to start because you were breaking down Game of Thrones. Who would be your top pick? Well, I bet on uh, a handful of golfers as yeah. well, but my, my biggest bet was Rory to finish in the top 10 because he has been absolutely on fire this year. His worst finish in a tournament so far this season is tied for sixth. So I put a, put a pretty sizable bet on him. I also bet uh, Francisco Molinari, plus 2,100. Brooks Kepka plus 2,100. Matt Kuchar, plus 4,000. He's got a couple wins under his belt this year. I also bet Spieth. And I also bet Xander Shoffley uh, earlier on in the season when he had uh, he was plus 5,500. Now he's 3,500, but I still think he's got a, a good shot here. All right, what about uh, anybody else in the crew? Danny G, have you bet anybody, or who would you take? I would take John Rahm at 16-1. to 1. And Justin Rose at twelve to one. I know they're a couple of favorites, but I, I like them in this tournament. And so also, you took Furman's top pick and Sal's <laughs> top pick on the show. I'll take one. Then that's not a favorite on the board. How about Jason Day? He's twenty-five to one. Yeah, Day hasn't played very well at the Masters in general. I don't know what it is. Uh, he's obviously an incredibly talented golfer who's had a lot of success elsewhere, but he just hasn't played very well at the Masters. Uh, what about you, Eddie Garcia? Who you taking? Well, I didn't place any wagers, but if there's any uh, suckers out there that want to bet me. Uh, that Tiger Woods is going to win. I would certainly like to bet them. Uh, Tiger's 14 to 1. Uh, and obviously, there are a lot of people. I saw where somebody put $85,000 on Tiger at 14 to 1 at William Hill out in Vegas. Um, so uh, they would net, I believe, over a million dollars if he actually did it. But 14 to 1, $85,000. Hopefully, you got a lot of money there. Uh, what about you, uh, Roberto? Who would you take? Uh, I'm going with uh, Dustin Johnson. Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, and Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau has turned into a really popular pick of late. I don't know why that is. We'll and see. Chichi Rodriguez. 50, yeah, Chichi Rodriguez still rolling. Uh, what about Fred Couples? Minutes. Fred Couples is out there. He's like 300 to, to 1. one yeah. uh, all right, so uh, we are calling in Petros Papadegas for a double visit because of the chaos that has enveloped uh, the Lakers. So he is in Austin, Texas. He just texted me his hotel room. Uh, he is going to join us uh, live from Austin, Texas. Petros, special edition of Petros on the show because of the chaos that has descended on L.A. Uh, we will talk about this with him uh, when we come back. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage. I got to tell you about my friends at TrueCar. They are fantastic, and they will take care of you. And uh, as you prepare for the Masters, maybe you're thinking, hey, what am I going to do if I win one of my bets on the Masters? Maybe you go buy a new car. Because uh, using TrueCar, especially if you join me and you take Brant Snedeker at 100-1, to 1, you can pay that off pretty quickly. When we come back, Petros Papadakis live on the chaos in L.A. This is Al Keith, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's Petros Papadakis' walk-up music. Walk-up music, uh-oh. What did I say? Walk-up music? Oh, so much for this show. Uh, welcome back. Racist. Geico. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> welcome back. I, I'd like to apologize to everybody who's Italian. Uh, welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios. We're brought to you by True Car. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True Cash offer not available in all areas. Petros Papadakis down in the great state of Texas. Uh, he will join us here momentarily. First, Eddie Garcia with an update. And we are being blown up for two different things on Twitter right now. One, Dub's Game of Thrones segment, wildly popular. So congratulations to Dub. Other side of the equation, Eddie Garcia and I being roasted for not knowing that they don't recede now in the NBA playoffs. Didn't they used to recede yeah. in the NBA playoffs? I looked it up right now. It says beginning with the 2016 playoffs. The NBA restructured their seating for the NBA playoff bracket so that the eight teams in each conference are seated solely based on their record. Right, but it used to be that if the eight seed, uh, let's say, beat the one seed, I thought they used to reseed. So that, like in the NFL, for instance, they reseed every round, right? So if the one seed gets upset, you reseed it so that the best team plays the worst team in every round. Right? You understand gotcha. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a true bracket. Whereas right. if UVA loses, the 16 seed plays the eight, not the two or whatever, right? So I thought, Eddie, you got me all crossed over now, too. Didn't they used to do that in the NBA? Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame me. I'm a hockey guy. They do it in <laughs> hockey, right? No, in hockey, they have a they have a bracket. I can't keep up. So who, who reseeds in baseball? I know they do it in the NFL. Why can't they I just think have they, brackets I, everywhere? I mean, I thought they still did it in the NBA, obviously. They used to. If they if they don't do it anymore, they used to. I thought so. Oh, well. Yeah. Swing and a miss. I know. Bring in Petros Papadakis. Petros, the show's gone off the rails. I'm sure you're going to make it better. Did you know that the Rockets were going to be the fourth seed in the NBA playoffs? No. Yeah. So I don't feel as bad about this. And I'm this. in Texas. Yeah, but it's the same thing in Texas. It oh, is. you're saying they it's don't... even worse because you're in Texas. I don't think they reseed in Texas. What are you doing in Texas? I'm not sure, but I'm here. I'm not, and I'm less sure what I'm doing on your show. It's Thursday. I'm tired. <laughs> I was flying all night. What do you want? Uh, first of all, the attitude to just improve a little bit. Secondly, <laughs> uh, this magic. What was your reaction? When you, I wanted to bring you on because the chaos that was the Lakers, I was like, oh, man, uh, this story broke, and I wanted to get you on this week instead of waiting a whole week to talk. When you saw that Magic Johnson press conference, your first thought was what? That it was the most embarrassing, weirdest thing that I've ever seen happen in the history of my life in Los Angeles sports. That's how bad that- it was, and you've lived in L.A. your entire life. Yeah, the one thing I don't want to compare it to is when he announced that he was HIV positive and I was 14 years old in high school and the whole high school ran around for weeks thinking that Magic was going to be dead within yeah. a month. You know, that, right. that was a whole different deal. But throughout the whole Kobe Shaq era and all the drama there and the championships uh, throughout the whole last six years where they've lost more games than anybody else in the in the NBA, none of that stuff could prepare me for what happened and the way he dismounted from his job. It's not that he stepped down. It's not that he's not going to be the president of basketball operations for the Lakers anymore. It's the way that it was done and the dysfunction that it revealed. And it was, it was, I felt awful for him and I felt awful for Jeannie bus and the whole bus family and 
really everybody involved, I felt. And then nobody spoke yesterday, so it's all just hanging out there, Clay. They had their exit interviews yesterday, and the five people you'd want to hear from, LeBron, Magic, Palenka, Jeannie Buss, Luke Walton, none of them were available. So there's still a lot of questions. I think the Lakers are better off going forward, uh, basically depending on what they do, but that didn't change how embarrassing it was last night. All right, so um, do you think the full story is out about why Magic suddenly decided to step down, or do you think there is still something out there that could maybe shine more light on what exactly went down that suddenly Magic bailed? Oh, I'm sure there'll be all kinds of leaks, and you'll have, you know, a Sam Amick article about the inside of this, and Bill Orem, and, you know, there was a big thing that came out in The Athletic about the dysfunction like a day before or the morning of this whole thing. And he had like a three-hour meeting with Jeannie Buss over the weekend, so I don't know what was said in that, and he did not quit in that meeting. So I'm sure there'll be details that'll come out, but it will remain murky, and for the most part, overall, it, it was just the way it was done, Clay, and all the weird things and subliminal messages he had and the crying, the laughing. It it really did just seem kind of maniacal, and it was sad. It, it, it really was. It, was. it was really sad to watch that go down because we're talking about one of the most celebrated people in the history of sports, you know, in the 20th century and, and moving on. And most people haven't even seen him play basketball in L.A. It's it's a lot of young people that think of him as a businessman and a business owner and somebody who does things right all the time. And, man, he didn't, he didn't dismount from that job correctly. If Jeannie Buss came to you, God forbid, and she said, Petros, what advice would you give me for the Laker franchise? You have been in L.A. your whole life. You know how, uh, how impressive our brand has been and also how tarnished it has appeared and been over the last six years. What could the Lakers do to make Magic leaving a positive? Who could make sense of the chaos? Well, Rob Palenka is still there, and he's Kobe's agent. He's another guy with no NBA front office experience before he got this job, and he was supposed to be there to help Magic. Uh, they could not help each other, apparently, make the right decisions for this year to, to, to go off where people would be satisfied. And... uh I just don't know what his future is. What what could they do? Well, Jerry West wanted the job to consult with them a couple year, last year, two years ago, and they didn't give it to him. They gave it to Magic and Palenka. I don't know if Jerry West would come back. He's also an 80-year-old man. I don't think he wants the whole job. I just think he wants to consult. But it's obvious, Clay, that they have to hire a polished, real NBA executive, somebody that knows how to run in these circles, somebody that doesn't do as much community outreach and outside business as a guy like Magic Johnson does. And that, that's what they've needed to do for years. They need to turn the business over to some kind of board of uh, basketball experts <laughs> and the NBA people. But that hasn't really been the case. Uh, it's been more of a keep it in the family type of thing. And USC's got the same problem, and uh, we have the two most iconic uh, franchises, if you will, or, or brands in the city of Los Angeles that are really suffering, and UCLA basketball too, uh, but SC and the Lakers mostly because uh, they don't want to go outside the family and, and hear it from anybody that they're not doing things correctly, so we've dealt with decades of futility.
uh, odds to be the next president of basketball operations for the Lakers. Uh, David Griffin, who was with the, the GM, I believe, of the Cavs. Yeah, Kobe. so now you turn it over to LeBron. That, that's, that's better. Uh, yeah, right. And then the other option is probably going to be even wackier. Kobe Bryant is the second most likely at 2-1. to one. If Kobe is named right. president of the Lakers, your reaction will be? Well, I told you so. That's what I told you two years ago when they hired Rob Palenka in the first place. I said they're going to move Magic out because he's not long for this, and they're going to move Kobe in. But what does that solve? I mean, does does Kobe know that they reseed or don't reseed in the playoffs? I mean, Kobe's making movies and writing children's books and doing all that outside stuff too, and doing community outreach. You know, they need a twenty-four hour a day real basketball person to be the head person, not just a figurehead that that everybody likes to see in a suit sitting behind a desk in an office. Uh, it doesn't work for Pat Hayden. It didn't work for Lynn Swan. It didn't work for Magic Johnson. And I don't know if it's going to work for Kobe. Yeah, the one thing I would say about Kobe is right now it seems to me that the Lakers have a power vacuum, right? Like there's nobody who's really stepping up and saying, hey, I'm running this franchise. I'm going to make the decisions. I'm going to lead us to the promised land. And if you create a power vacuum, LeBron and his crew will sweep in and grab up as much power as they possibly can, which is why I said this this Lakers situation reminds me a lot, of, ironically enough, of Game of Thrones uh, Kobe at least has the power to be able to say no to LeBron. And for, I think, most Laker fans to be like, yeah, I agree with Kobe. Uh, do you think that this power vacuum uh, does kind of create opportunities? Or do they say in Game of Thrones, chaos is a ladder. Um, is there somebody who can climb that ladder and take the Laker back, Lakers back to the promised land? I mean, you have LeBron James, some, some, some good young players, uh, who presumably, if healthy, can play together well, and uh, a lot of cap space. So there, there's a lot of potential there, and there's a lot that can be done. But there's also an unbelievable amount of agendas. You know, LeBron James is not going to be available to speak to the media, probably, uh, other than the Space Jam stuff, until the fall. Like, he's literally shooting Space Jam all summer with nobody, because no NBA players want to go out there and shoot it with him. Because I don't think a lot of people want to be around LeBron anymore. I could be wrong, but that's just the vibe I get. The power vacuum, the chaos is a ladder, your Cersei Lannister, all that stuff is applicable. I, I, as much as I hate it, uh, it's, it's applicable because I really don't know who's going to step into that vacuum. I mean, Jeannie Buss, is, I think, is trying to be the boss. She wouldn't let them fire Luke Walton, obviously, Seems to me she wanted Magic to fire Luke Walton, or uh, she didn't want to fire Luke Walton. Mag- Magic did. They must have had a fight about it uh, and some other stuff about that. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I'm just speculating. But Jeannie Buss is, is trying to be that leader. Jeannie Buss is trying to be the governor and tell all these gigantic egomaniacs what they can and can't do. And it's, it's been rough. I think she needs help. She needs NBA executive help. And you- that, should be got- that should be somebody we've probably never even heard of. You know, some nerd that's been toiling away in the front office in Detroit or something. Uh, You said something uh, months ago, uh, early on in the LeBron tenure. You said LeBron's not bigger than the Lakers. Isn't this now going to be an interesting test of whether or not that's true? Because It's it's not true. It's not not bigger than the Lakers. There's a groundswell of Laker fans that want him traded, Clay. He's not bigger than the Lakers. Uh, he, He can mess with... He can mess with the Cavs and screw up their whole life. 
He tried to do it with the Heat, but guess who stopped him? Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Yeah. Yeah, Pat Riley stopped him. The Capa de Tuto, whatever they call him. Uh, he stopped him. So, uh, you know, is Jeannie Buss a strong enough leader to stop LeBron from doing, I don't know, whatever it is LeBron's going to do to ruin things? <laughs> I'm not sure, but uh, they, they obviously need a, a blood transfusion of leadership. And uh, that stuff doesn't come easy when it's an iconic brand and there's people that don't want to let go of power. It's also a family business. You know, the Lakers isn't run by a corporation or a conglomerate or anything like that. They're run by a family, six brothers and sisters, really, that don't necessarily get along. Uh, some of them won't even speak to each other. So it's, it's, it's a tenuous situation, no doubt. But they're a recognizable brand, and there's billions of dollars to be made every year off the Lakers. So I'm sure we'll keep talking about it. Uh, we're talking to Petros Papadakis. He is in Austin, Texas. He is also uh, joining us now to uh, discuss the dysfunction that is the Lakers. Now, you mentioned it a minute ago. The uh, the UCLA basketball coaching search was a disaster. They now have hired Mick Cronin, who I saw you had on your show uh, recently, maybe yesterday or the day before. Um, I wanted him to hire Mick Cronin, though, when he beat UCLA by 30 the last two years in a row. I always thought Mick Cronin was a good name for the job. So I might not be the best guy to ask. I kind of like Mick Cronin. Uh, I like the hire, but that didn't mean the search wasn't a disaster. Right. And then you've got USC with all of the uh, academic scandal and the athletics admission and everything else. Which one of these is a bigger mess in your mind? Rank them on the last uh, you know month, basically, of L.A. disasters. The Lakers, the, uh, the USC, you know, just kind of mushroom cloud – and then the uh, UCLA basketball search. What happened last night with the Lakers, or two nights ago with the Lakers, was one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen, like I said. It's in a, it's in a whole place of its own. Because at least when Kobe Bryant did his press conference talking about his infidelity and denying sexual assault, we all knew that the press conference was going to happen. I mean, it was a scheduled press conference for something that was in the news. What, what Magic did was impromptu and insane and never-ending. Uh, I mean, he ran around the, the bowels of Staples Center looking for Jeannie Buss, who wasn't there, and talked to the media intermittently in like three different stations throughout the, 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 the arena, which was just mind-boggling. Uh, the UCLA search has been going on for 14 weeks, so we've had a long time to kind of process that. But USC is the grossest because it's top to bottom. It's the board of trustees. It's the president of the university who has been removed but is just built himself a brand-new office on campus. And, you know, none of these people leave, even if they're shamed. Pat Hayden, you know, still involved with the Coliseum rebuild. Uh, uh, Max Nikias, the president, you know, built a new office on campus. And, you know, how's that going to How's that going to go for the power of the new president, Carol Folt, and what she's trying to do in cleaning up the reputation of the university? Uh, USC top to bottom with all the scandals, and you can look them up. The L.A. Times has covered them brilliantly over the last two or three years. That's the real, that's the real boil on the skin of, of the city of Los Angeles right now. But that's not even the story. Uh, the story right now without SC is the quarterback competition in spring football. We'll see how that goes as well. Enjoy Texas, my man. 
Thank you, Clay, and good luck on getting things back on the rails. I thought it sounded fine. I just hate that Taylor Swift. I hate it. Taylor Swift's phenomenal. Uh, by the <laughs> way, uh, the NHL, well, anyway, we'll come back and discuss whether or not we're idiots for thinking the NBA receded. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack. Tirerack.com slash sports. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Encourage you to make sure you download the uh, iHeartRadio app and uh, download our podcast. Search out Outkick, search out Clay Travis. You won't miss anything. Um, and uh, this is actually intriguing. So last night um, I was uh, pitching to two kids in the neighborhood, my, uh, my son and another kid on the tennis court, like letting him hit uh, hit balls. Because I got two big pitching assignments coming up in the next two days. Tonight, I am usually the number two assistant coach. Like, uh, I mean, the there's the head coach, and then I'm the assistant coach, the number two guy on the coaching staff. And the head coach is a former pitcher. Uh, my friend Jody uh, played at the University of Memphis. So he's a pretty solid, you know, you play baseball in college, you're a pretty solid pitcher. So we're still in coach pitch. So he's been the coach. He's out of town. And so I got to step in now and pitch to the kids. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit nervous about it. Because there's a lot of pressure in coach pitch on the coach making sure that he makes good pitches. Because one, you don't want to strike out your own kids. Two, you can strike them out if you throw a bad pitch. So And they got to swing at it because you get a limited number of pitches. So I'm nervous about that. So I was trying that out. And on top of that, on Friday... I'm throwing out the first pitch at the Vanderbilt baseball game. Vanderbilt's like the number one, you know, men's college baseball team in the country or something around there. And uh, I'm showing up for the pitch from the mound there. Uh-oh. And I'm, I got a pitch from the mound, uh, not, not even the mound, like the Little League field, a little bit in front of the mound. So uh, I'm a little bit apprehensive, a little bit nervous about both these performances. If you could only pick one really good performance, would it be with the kids tonight or – at the Vanderbilt. Oh, game. by far the kids. Like I would, I'd be fine throwing the worst first pitch ever at the Vanderbilt baseball. A fifty game cent. I would get ridiculed <laughs> for that, but it doesn't really impact the outcome of the game. If I go out and it, the only time in your life, as, as somebody who's played baseball, that you want to get shelled is when you're a dad pitching in little league baseball to your team, and you just want them to crush you. Like it's the only time where. A dad will give up a home run and like be pumped as a pitcher. It's the only time I could think of. Like the other, we played last week and some kid went yard. Like, I mean, he crushed the ball. And I, I was concerned that my car was going to get hit. And it's the only time that happens. And you're thinking to yourself, yes, I just gave up a home run. Totally counterintuitive. So, no, I, I would be terrified if I had a really bad pitching performance tonight at the game, the Little League game. Totally would trade that for an awful first pitch. I've done the first pitch before at the uh, at at minor league games, but you know if you if you bomb on the first pitch, I mean you get made fun of a little bit. Maybe the video goes out, whatever else. It's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. If you bomb in little league, that's a tough situation to overcome. I don't think there's any doubt. By the way, we're getting crushed for thinking they reseed in the NBA. So is Eddie still there? Or is he already left? He took off the, he the did a firing bad squad. He led me over the middle <laughs> and just got me decked because I was like, wow, it's amazing that the Rockets are the four seed and they would theoretically be playing in the second round. And then Eddie's like, well, they got to reseed. 
And I would not have even thought about the reseed angle. I was th- totally thinking about how it's a surprise that the Rockets ended up the four seed. And instead, Eddie leads me over the middle and just gets me wrecked because I'm like, oh, maybe they do reseed. So his ignorance actually ended up infecting me and making me look stupid, which I'm fine if I mess up things and make you guys look stupid, but Eddie can't make me look dumb. Like, that's a big whiff by Eddie. And then he bails. He's not even here to answer the music for his stupidity. And then he's like, well, I'm a hockey guy, like, whatever. That's a pretty big cop-out. Don't you think? I mean, Eddie to lead me over the middle like that and then bail on the show early? Well, I mean, I wish he was here to speak for himself. Yeah, I, I know. I'm going to bring up this, I have to bring up this tomorrow because I, the I know. This Twitter is almost feed. as bad as you sleeping in this morning. I didn't sleep in. Uh, or your alarm not working. My alarm didn't go <laughs> I mean, sleep you, in is like, sleep in implies that it's intentional. True. Oh, I overslept and yeah. my alarm didn't go off. Yeah. Like, I would love to sleep in, but that's intentional. It's like, oh, I get to sleep in tomorrow. No, I just didn't get up. Isn't the, this is the worst feeling, too, right? When you get a phone call and it wakes you up out of a deep sleep. Oh, I was sleeping so well, and then uh, my phone's buzzing next to me, and I look over, and I'm like, oh, no. But, you know, I only missed like five minutes of the show. That's the benefit of having the home radio studio. Uh, otherwise, I'd have missed like the whole first hour. And I will say this. When you sleep through like the first six or seven minutes of the show, it goes a lot faster. Like this show seemed like it was just like over in so the snap of my fingers. Oh, uh, all right, big deal. The Rockets are the four seed. In theory, they're going to play the Warriors in the one seed. Don't screw that up, anybody. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability just one part that makes o'reilly stand apart the professional parts people oh 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 o'reilly auto parts i'm saleha mosin and i've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the united states in 2016 i saw how voters were leaning towards trump and how so many americans felt misunderstood by washington So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 